parking space reserved. This is the challenge of meditation for people in our culture. It seems as if meditation is just one more thing we've got to do. We may like to do it, think we like to do it, but we don't have time for it. But actually, when we do make the time for it and meditate, we discover that our whole sense of time and the meaning of our experience in daily life changes. We begin to see everything in a new light. And it's quite surprising and unexpected how the time we give to silence and stillness and simplicity changes the way we live, here and now. And not only in terms of improving our blood pressure or our panic attacks or our anxiety levels or sleep patterns. We may meditate just for these reasons at first. But it isn't long before we discover that the time we're giving to meditation is having a profound and a pervasive influence on every aspect of our life, including the most important aspects of our life, which are those we cannot measure. Jesus' teaching on this question of finding oneself doesn't put it just in terms of finding oneself, but in following him. This puts a different spin on it. To follow him means what? To follow someone, say you're driving in two cars somewhere, and the first car knows where he's going, you don't. So they'll say, look, just follow me. What does that mean? It means there's trust that they know where they're going. But it also means you have to be very careful that you don't lose the other person. You have to make sure that another car doesn't come in between you and the car you're following. It's a small example of what it might mean to follow, to pay attention, to be faithful, to stay connected, to keep going in a spirit of trust or faith. And it means to take the attention of ourselves. Whoever wants to follow me must deny himself. Sounds very negative, but we can see it in a better light, I think, if we see it in the light of meditation and taking the attention of ourselves. That is what it means to leave self behind. We have to enter into that in order to follow. And to find ourself, we must follow. We have to accept the inescapable suffering of our lives and follow him to take up our cross, as he says, each day, to not take our attention off him, which means to keep a space open in ourselves, which is his space only, parking space reserved, space reserved for the one we are following. It's into that space that we enter most fully when we meditate, and we open up and expand that space where he can teach us. If we want to flourish, to be fully alive, which is what happy really means, or to save our lives, 
what it means as well, I think, then we need to lose this life. There's a negative connotation in losing. If you say somebody lost it, it means they lost control or they lost the, the thread. It's the opposite of succeeding in our culture, to fail, to lose. Losing is the ultimate disaster. Losing is the, the great shame. It's the way in which we lose our self-respect. But in this wisdom, we see something different. We see that we have to lose in order to find. And thus we find our life and we find ourselves. We'll try to understand the importance of silence and understanding the meaning and the nature of silence, the gift of silence, the work of silence in meditation. We'll see, hopefully, how this discovery of silence is related to this work of finding ourselves, of being our true self. Somebody uh, asked me, well, where did Jesus ever say we had to meditate twice a day? morning and evening. I don't see that in the gospel. It's true, we don't. What Jesus tells us is to follow him, to lose self, and to find our self, our true self, in the losing. And how we do it, he leaves that up to us, I suppose. But in the same way that we should eat regularly and sleep regularly, how we actually do it, and what we eat and how we sleep, I suppose, depends upon ourselves. But there are certain universal laws in which we fulfill those natural requirements of a healthy, balanced, integrated life. And meditating twice a day is a simple way to begin. John Main said it's a minimum. And this is what Ramana Maharshi says. Setting apart time for meditation is only for the merest novices. Someone who is advancing will begin to enjoy the deeper beatitude, whether he or she is at work or not. While his hands are in society, he keeps his head in solitude. In other words, meditation doesn't mean only what you do at the times of meditation. It's not just a technique, a sort of isolated lifestyle practice. It's something that eventually and integrally embraces the whole of one's life and is one's life. Praise God in all things, St. Paul says. Pray at all times. 30 minutes is an average amount of time in many traditions because it's about that amount of time that we need both to get into the practice and we may only find that we are really in a pure state of attention for maybe a short part of that half hour. And to extend it too much, we just can't do it, just can't keep it up at that same level, at that same degree. That's just our human nature, it's just the way our minds are. John Main says those times of meditation are the most important times of the day. And that doesn't make sense to us, I think, 
at first, maybe not for a few years, until you have come to the point where you feel and know that meditation has just come into your life as a regular practice. It's something that you would be incomplete without, and the day would feel incomplete, just as if you said, oh, I didn't have time to have breakfast, or I didn't have time to eat uh, all day, or I couldn't sleep properly for the last few days, you would feel incomplete. It's not a matter of willpower, but there's a point where you come to realize that meditation has simply, as a practice, entered into and pervades your life. But there are particular times of meditation that are necessary for that and very valuable for that. Let me just remind you again of the very simple central practice that we teach and that we recommend. That is the a way of meditation. Meditation is a practice rather than a theory. To meditate, we sit still. The physical stillness helps to come to a stillness of mind. We sit because, as St. Bernard said, sitting is the ideal posture for prayer because it is halfway between standing up and lying down. If you're standing up, you're going to be doing something and be busy. But if you're lying down, of course, you're relaxing and the next step is falling asleep. You want to sit in a way that is both relaxed and alert. So sit with your back straight, your feet on the ground, your hands on your lap, on your knees, so that your physical posture uh, feels you're not just relaxing, sitting back in the chair, watching the TV, drowsing off. You are awake and yet relaxed. Then it's helpful just before you meditate perhaps to turn your attention towards your breath, to watch your breath, to feel the breath coming in and leaving the body. Become aware of that natural rhythm. Meditation becomes a natural rhythm in your life as well. Relax the muscles of your face, your forehead, your jaw, your shoulders, wherever you feel any tension. Close your eyes lightly, and then silently, interiorly, in your mind and in your heart, gently and faithfully begin to say your word, your mantra. And the art of meditation is to say the word faithfully from the beginning to the end of the meditation. We don't have to blank out our mind and get rid of all thoughts, but what we do is to lay aside the constant stream of thought, the waves of thought that are passing through our minds, thoughts about the past or the future or fantasy, thoughts of sadness, thoughts of happiness. We have to simply lay aside every thought and feeling associated with the thought, gently, without force, patiently, and faithfully. So this is the work of attention, it's the work of silence to do this. And when the mind wanders from your word and you come back to your thoughts, and when you realize that, you drop the thought, you stop solving the problem, and you pick up and start saying your mantra again. That's why it's important to stay with the same word from the beginning to the end of the meditation and from day to day. 
You could take the name Jesus or the word Abba. The word I would recommend is the word Maranatha. Maranatha is the oldest Christian prayer. It means, come Lord. St. Paul ends the first letter to the Corinthians with it. It's in Aramaic, the language that Jesus spoke. So it's a sacred word in our tradition, a mantra in our tradition. And if you choose this word, say it as four syllables, ma ra na tha ma ra na tha Articulate it clearly in your mind and heart and listen to the word as you say it. Listen to the word as you say it. Don't use too much force and keep returning to the word when you become distracted. That's the practice, that's the art of meditation. Whether you be meditating for 30 years or whether you are just starting tonight, that's a beautiful work to do. You will come to love that work more and more and to see the meaning and the gift of it.